All right, welcome to Pass the Mic for Friday, August 4th, 2023, episode 80. Joining me on Zoom, Mr. Michael Gervasi. Hello. What's up? What's up? And we have a special guest, a former colleague of ours, Mr. Jeffrey Simons. How are you tonight? I'm great. Thanks. He's my former boss, too. Your former boss. Oh, yeah, that's when you, yes, that's correct. We're going to get into that because uh, <laughs> our, our education topic, Mr. Uh, Jeffrey Simons has left education and gone on to uh, various careers. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself so I don't steal all your thunder? Oh, yeah, what a fascinating career I've had. Well, I, uh, I kind of backed into teaching many years ago because of uh, coaching. And I remember uh, a bunch of guys saying, hey, you know, get your teaching degree. We'll be making three hundred thousand a year by you know twenty twenty. <laughs> Update and that I hasn't felt, happened. I, I fell for it, you know, but <laughs> no, I, I had a I had a good run. And uh we don't make three hundred thousand. No, I didn't make three hundred thousand, but I I had a good run. I enjoyed my years in education. You know, there was a lot more positive than there was negative. All right. But excellent. Excellent. We're going to talk more about that when we get to our education topic. Yeah. As we always do with guests, we're going to do our stock guest questions, which we don't, you didn't know before this. Um, right. They're not hard. So my question is, we're going to imagine it's your birthday. You can have one meal, whatever you want, and it can either be out to eat somewhere or handmade. What is that birthday meal that you are going to pick for your special day? Oh, I, a really good steak. I'm a total total meat eater. So but is this out thick, to gotta have the out, friction though? Okay. Is this out to eat somewhere or do you want the homemade on the grill? Usually out to eat because they're good to get the really good steak. Uh not really. I, I found that though usually when I'm on vacation, uh hit the good steakhouse in that town and you you won't be sorry. So which, Jeff, let me which, ask you this. Is there a place you don't go? Like is there a place that doesn't have a good steak. Logan's. Oh yeah. Okay. I would agree. <laughs> what's your what's your go-to cut when you go to like this nice steakhouse? What 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 steak? If do you it's pick? a really good steakhouse, I'm fine. I love a fillet, but I'm fine with a good if it's a good sirloin. Okay. All right. Very flavorful. Excellent. Excellent. All right, Mike, your stock questions up next. All right, Jeff. So you're eating this steak. You can have <laughs> you can have this steak on your by the way, when is your birthday? April eighth. Okay. Happy belated. I knew it was, uh, we went and visited you on your 50th. We drove, did a little drive by on, during COVID. Oh yeah. I remember um, that. But my question for you is, okay, so you're eating the steak. Who are you eating with one person alive or dead? Any person in history, who's it going to be? Boy, the steak question was a lot easier. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I get the easy one. <laughs> you know me. I guess I would say my grandfather. Okay. Frank Simons. Used to have a lot of good conversations with him. Right. Hardest working man I ever knew. All right. Nice, nice. So we, we we normally always get, it's very rarely a celebrity when we do this, right? It's always yeah. a family member, which is nice. It's yeah. nice to get. Uh, before we get into our education topic, we do need to catch up uh, a little feedback from last week, Mike. And Jeff, our last week's episode, we did overrated, underrated up north Michigan. Oh, <laughs> man. And I threw out in the episode the old bit of where does up north start? And we didn't oh. really address it in the episode, but I put it on the Facebook page. 
And oh man, that got more responses than anything. Mike, you saw, I think most people started saying Zawalki Bridge, right? I jumped around and I said anything north of Eureka Road. What my answer would be, he's Northline, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now listen, to me, the funniest response on there was Jeff's, a a colleague of all of ours, but you worked very closely with him, David Brockington. You guys used to do the play together. He said, he said Dearborn. Um, (laughs) When Mike jumped in with Eureka. He's he's a bit of a downriver rat himself. So, yeah. Okay. And then I I did get some feedback from a a a, 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 a UP uh, snob or a UP expert that you probably <laughs> know pretty well, Mike. That sort of gave me a little business about uh, where I should go into the UP because I sort of sort of said you know most of the time I'm just one second over the bridge and turning around and uh, but I, my wife still wants to see the what are they painted rocks? Is that what they're called? Pictured rocks. Pictured rocks. And again, I'm gonna. There's some. I don't. And I think those are a little further in. I believe. Yes, right? they're, they're pretty. That they. It's worth the trip. It's 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 pretty awesome. Can okay. I see them on YouTube? That's fair too. That's, <laughs> I, that works. That works as well. <laughs> uh, did you get any other feedback uh, from last week? No, honestly, I think that was about it. Um, I don't know if this. I, I guess the one thing I will say is it seems to me like. Uh, you, your haterade toward the Lions. I, I want to know where Jeff is on this one too, because Jeff, much like you, is a spoiled Steeler fan. But Jeff spent some time with the uh, Lions, working for them in the summer. I did. What I do did. you think of? Because you know, I, I've made it clear I'm very excited for the season, and uh, Peyote and the Fun Sucker Max are always putting me in my place. What do you think about how the Lions are going to do this year? Well, you know. Being in a city that is not of my, you know, my home team, um, I, you always want a winner. You know, I was able to jump on board with the Tigers. I've definitely been a Pistons fan for a, for a while. But yeah, and even the Red Wings, I enjoy when they're when they're they're winning. I don't like when they beat my Penguins, but you obviously want to be with a winner. It's a lot more fun. Now, I will tell you a quick story. Years ago, and I think I've shared this with probably both of you at the time. This, the I want to say it's 2007 or 8, the Lions had a 6-0 and start. And I, on a, just, a, just having fun teasing those students in the class, I bet them, very small, meager bet, that they would not make playoffs. And, you know, everybody in the class took me up on that bet. 6-0, and <laughs> we're going to the Super Bowl. And I go, well, you're the Lions. Let's not forget, you know, 6-0 and doesn't really mean anything. And sure as you know what, they didn't make the playoffs that year. So yeah, I, I, I want the best for you, but it's hard. Uh, it's hard to, to, to jump on the bandwagon, I guess. Well, listen, that's just fair. Now I know what year you're talking about. That actually led into the Owen 16 season. Um, so like in a, in a stretch of like 26 games, they were like one in 25 in that time. That yeah, was brutal. It was brutal. Yeah. Um, so you were obviously right. I just I feel like in a broken record here, I feel like this year is different. I feel like we, we have a coach that I, I for for you diehards, I hope so. I well, really well, do. season tickets are sold out. So I heard that. I heard that. I today. guess I guess all you can do now, Mike, is hope for a single ticket sales. Hopefully you can scrounge one up. I bet you know more what, will be available. Let me just as say the season something. moves on. Jeff, we, you and I obviously differ on a lot of things, but you're no. never, you're never obnoxious about it. Whatever we're talking about, politics, sports, this guy wants to see them lose, and it, it's 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 
he's going to be so smug about it if they and, and listen you're going to Mike, when they win this year, you're going to be hearing a lot from a lot of people because <laughs> I'm sure they'll win a game. I mean, I'm sure they're going to win a game or two. I mean, but okay. Jeff, like I said, you. thank you for being the way you are about things. And it was very nice and eloquent the way you stated that the, the guy in the middle here, the guy running the show, is <laughs> just not the same. Well, don't, don't, like I said, don't get your parade seat set up too quick. All right. Education topic. And again, it fits in. Um, yeah. But it's not just a local thing here. Um, I saw something the other day. You, we see it every year this time of year. Uh, vacancies. I think it was like the Houston School District has like 400, 500, 600 vacancies. And it's not just Crazy. people retiring after 30 years. Um, the stats, what the stats, what we always hear, like if, you know, t most 50% don't last five years, right? Or something like that. Like, yeah. you know, and, and I know in our own local district, we had two teachers from Chapman that retired were two young teachers that were great at what they did. And they just were, it wasn't retiring to go to another district. It was like, you know, the old blackjack, I'm out and wanted to go off and do something else. Uh, so we wanted to have Jeff on to sort of talk about, because he left pre-pension eligibility, correct? Am I putting this right? Like you correct. left before, before, you were, before you were pension eligible and went yeah. on and did different things. And we just sort of wanted to maybe ask about like what brought you to that and what your thoughts are on the whole leaving the profession and life after that uh, decision. Yeah, I think... Well, you know, I, I can't name the minute that I knew I was done, but I can go back to a, a story with a certain uh, observation specialist, meaning one of my admins, who came in uh, a couple years earlier than this and uh, made the comment in both on paper and in my personal meeting that I was one of the best lecturers that he thought we had at the school. And I took a lot of pride in that. I've always enjoyed the conversations I had with students and getting them going and talking and thinking. And then I never will forget, and I know Mr. Javasi remembers this one. He told me, was it maybe two years later, that I talk too much and the kids are bored. And so in my mind, I start processing that First of all, he's insane, number one. And But number two, it kind of goes with the overall idea of why I really couldn't, couldn't do it anymore is a lot of these admins and the people in charge, they go off to these trainings, okay? And they get the latest and the greatest and they come back and they're going to revolutionize education. And... I was old enough at the time. I was not a new teacher. I've been doing this for, you know, 15, almost 17, 18 years. I can remember an elder statesman teacher, you know, having had enough of this BS. And he told one of the, the group of teachers in a group that he goes, it's kind of funny. You guys think the education's constantly got to be redone and rethought and reprogrammed. But yet I grew up, he said himself in the 50s and 60s. And we put a man on the moon. And that really hit home for me. I don't think education really needs to go much beyond teaching kids to read, write, and arithmetic. All the other stuff is just fringe. And when you try to get too fancy and you put on, as we always say in the business, the dog and pony show, even with the technology and all that kind of stuff, it just, it just doesn't ring true to me to what I thought and I believe that education is. If a kid can't write, it doesn't really matter if he can run a laptop. And that's 
So me leaving was that probably that process of thinking through that. And I just couldn't handle. In fact, Mike always laughs because I remember my last observation. I didn't even open it. I just had enough. You know, nothing they had to say to me about my teaching. And I wasn't, I'm not saying I was a perfect teacher at all, but I just was so far out of line with where they were trying to go with things. And, uh, and I knew a year or two later, they'd be going a different direction. I guess that's what really drove me insane. I knew this wasn't even going to last and it would change again. So I think that's where I ended up just saying, okay, that's enough. You know, and I always am thankful that I had a business degree and had something to kind of fall back on because I know a lot of guys are and girls are in situations where they don't and they may be stuck a little bit in a, uh, in that, uh, their, uh, profession. Uh, a couple of things, Jeff, first, now, do you want to touch upon, there was, uh, someone in particular that I know you really respected who as an administrator, um, you had actually had as a teacher before as well. Yeah. Um, was it, was it with him? Was it just, he didn't want to reinvent the wheel and was kind of okay with sort of, uh, the way you viewed education? You know, I, I know they're always going to try to present new and better ways, but I just, I, the, <laughs> what really got me about this one admin, you guys know who I'm talking about, is he thought he was great and I didn't think much of him. So uh, it was just hard to get past the idea that this guy's telling me how to do it. And in my mind, I'm leaps and bounds above him. And if anything, just relationship with kids, which is a very, very important part of the education process. If the, I'm, you know, people don't sometimes they, they don't have to like. Yeah, they do. If they don't respect and like you, a kid is going to shut you off, and then you're done. So, if, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But uh, you know, losing that administrator, that may have had a, a piece to do with it because I thought he was a quality individual. But I think it was a little it was a little bit bigger than that, too. So you got back into it recently. Um, what drove you out the second time? Well, I kind of got back to it because of some health issues. I wasn't able to do the other things I was doing. And uh, because it wasn't physically uh, stressing on me, I did it for a while during COVID. And the, the, one of the last, I hate to say I left again, but we had an issue with a student discipline. And uh, basically the cameras didn't catch what the discipline action was or what the kid did wrong. And the administrator was not interested in me telling him what had happened. And the, you know, the joke of the situation was back in the day, I could have made something up and the student would have gotten punished. And now, if we don't have it on camera, it didn't happen. And I just went, oh, oh Lord, here we go again. <laughs> and I just, I just, I had no interest in being, being a part of that, so. So I, the general, oh, go ahead, Mike. No, I think, I think, I, I just have some notes and I, you know, Jeff, I, I think what I think of, and I, you know, I had my one year here as union president and I saw people leave, like I said, I, and I would talk to people that were leaving that were, 
going out. And I think it comes down to three things that are, you know, um, in addition to what Jeff said, the, we, what we've talked about this on many of episodes of jumping through the hoops of things changing. I've been doing, this will be year 26. Yeah. And, you know, and it almost feels like once you've been into this long, things reappear. Not only, oh. not only do things, um, doesn't come new, but you know, thing, things, um, reappear. But the three things I look at is professionalism. Um, the, the professionalism aspect seems to lack each and every year being treated like a professional. You know, we have advanced degrees. You know, I think about like how, you know, how I interact with other people in my personal life, doctors, dentists, nurses, we talk about police officers who sometimes don't have advanced degrees. The pilot, we joked, we talked about the pilot a few weeks ago. You know, I say, you know, you know I would never think to talk back to any of these people, you know, and, right. and we get that not only from students, which I sort of, I almost give students a break because they're not fully developed brain, you know, they're kids. <laughs> Right. But we get that from adults and parents, and it it's just like shocking to me, like like absolutely shocking to me. So that is it's sort of like okay, I put all this time and effort into it, and yes, I get it. Every once in a while, a doctor gets bad mouth, and some, but for the most part, I feel like there's a green light in the past, and almost like well, let the parent have their word, let the parent have their word, you know. Oh yeah. And so you know because for some reason, you know, I've never once told a Delta pilot how to fly a plane, or told a <laughs> you know, I don't go to my doctor and he does the checkup and I say, well, are you sure about that? You know, or do, you, right. do you think we should try this? But because everyone's gone through a school, they think they can give their two cents of how the school should be run. And, and I'm, with that, not just teachers, I get it for administrators. It sucks for them too. That, that aspect of what we're talking about is lousy for them too. They have to sit there. I would, I would, and you might, you know me well, I have the worst poker face. So if I was an admin and this parent was across <laughs> saying this to me, I, I, that's probably the toughest part of it. If I was interviewing an admin, I'd be like, let me see your poker face. Let me be the parent blasting you. How, how, how much can you hide this? I want to smack right. this person across the face. Look, so, so there's the professionalism. There is the everyone an expert in education. Um, whereas you don't have that in most other fields. And then there is the very slow growth of pay. Now, where we are, where I am at the end, yes, I finally scratched and clawed and got to a good point, but I'm 26 years in. Like, yeah. so what? So like, you know, like it's sort of, and I have two degrees, you know, like I have, you know, as much college degrees as, you know, some medical fields have and that sort of thing. And yeah. um, so, you know, yes, everything's getting better, but still for the time and effort put into it, I don't know how great it is. So I think people see that those young teachers, that's where that growth of pay happens. I mean, we started, people started in ours with step one, we're just, Prior to this new contract, we're just at forty thousand dollars. You have college students coming out with debt, and they come in and they get that. And then, like, I hear about like people are what people are. I was talking to, I just ran out. I was getting dinner at Applebee's and talking to one of my student council kids, Hannah Sullivan, talking about the money she made uh, waitressing and bartending at Applebee's for the last couple of weeks. And it's right. more than forty thousand a year, and you're not right. dealing with any of the previous things that I complained about. So why would why 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 not? So yeah. I have. I have a student teach in the fall and, you know, that's one of the things that I'm going to address with him. And it's funny because when I was student teaching, the very first thing my cooperating teacher told me was financial issue. And I was like, man, what kind of teacher is this guy? He's not, we're not talking history. We're talking about buying years and all that stuff. And I'm going to do the same thing with him. You know, if, you know, looking, projecting yourself down the road, I like what I do. I like what I do a lot. Even my worst day, I think is better than a lot of people's best in terms of how I feel when I go home. But in the end, you know, I am at that stage in my life where I'm like looking at what other people are making and I'm not jealous of them in a sense that I don't feel like they, it's kind of what you mentioned last week, Mike. I don't think, man, 
why is that guy making this much money? I'm thinking, did I make the right choice financially? You know, I entered a different stage in my life a couple of years ago where I, you know, I'm kind of struggling a little bit and I mean, I, it's tough. And so I, I do want to at least mention that to him. And I'm sure, you know, by the time he's done, he'll be making $300,000 a year, <laughs> but you know, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you that, know, I, uh, it's funny because I, I didn't come to education right out of high, uh, right out of college. So I was actually in sales for a lot of years and, and saw, you know, the professional way you conduct yourself on a sales call and in sales meetings and in business, general business uh, for a pretty high end, you know, uh, pretty high end uh, product in fiber optics, which back in the 90s was, you know, that was that was where everything was at at the point. And then I come into education. And I see the unprofessionalism from the people in the, you know, people, some of the people you work with to definitely, I hate to say this, but, you know, I've never blamed the uh, kids because the kids are all just products of their homes, but I sure do blame some of the parents and the things you said of the, un, you know, treating us like unprofessionals, treating people like we didn't even deserve to be in the same room with them. It can be, it can be, you know, it can be, uh, very detrimental to the whole process. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, hopefully, and again, it, we're starting to see it now, you know, back when you got hired in, when we were all trying to get hired, there's a lot of competition still then, even under those mm -hmm. circumstances. The truth of the matter is now when this generation of us, and we're starting to see it now, as our generation starts to retire, there aren't 300 applicants anymore. There aren't kids that, first of all, there's less kids going to college because it's so darn expensive. And when they are, they're not going into the, the field. They're not going into education. It's that simple. They're not they're, They, You look at what the College of Ed numbers they put out like it. I mean, I just know from Eastern, the degree, like we've, we've talked about this before, the degree programs they offer are less and less because there's just not the numbers going in. So something is going to have to change. Now, it, I've seen, you know, I saw somewhere I was reading like some other state, you know, they're, what are they doing instead of improving some of these things they are lowering the standards, right? They're making it easier to get these certificates because yeah. that's the cheaper way to go about it. But sure, eventually- Just like the military. Yeah, eventually the rubber hits the road and then you're gonna have to have bodies in there that wanna do it. And it's gonna be interesting to see. I mean, I don't think we're there yet in the suburban schools, but the city schools have been at it for a while and it's slowly trickling out it's to the suburban schools sure. yeah. and it's gonna get worse. It's gonna get worse because we talk to kids every year, who's going into education, it's a couple here or there. That's who, that's who's going into it. We all know that finish going into and finishing it are two different things. Okay, so yeah. you know, you know, I have a I have a, a, a college age son who who wants to be a coach, you know, very 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 much, and I am doing everything I can to keep him while his all of his uh, training has been like working in a local high school. He goes to up to Western. And he spent a couple of years coaching JV basketball up there. And it's been a great experience. He had a great uh, mentor. But I keep saying, okay, now we're, you're going to get a GA and we're going to stay at the college level. Yeah. Because I just hate the thought of him. And I, and I hate to say that. I feel horrible. Because yeah. I was very excited when I you know, was, was teaching. And I, you know, I was very excited about what I did and who I was and everything. But I just I don't I don't want to see them go through that for for yep. a multitude of reasons. Yep, I, I think that's the normal parent for almost most jobs. I know because like I, like we yeah. said we talked before when I told my dad I wanted to be an airline mechanic, he said absolutely not. And I've already 
gave the speech to my college age daughter to stay away from the College of Ed. You can find there's plenty of other colleges in Ann Arbor <laughs> that right. you can uh, find something to do. So, but a uh, great topic. I appreciate your candor and your input. And I hope, like I said, my hope is, you know, I'm in my last, you know, five to seven years, either way, I'm, I'm pension eligible now, but I got, like I said, I have college age daughter and one that's going to be a college age son in a couple of years. So I'm definitely going to be working a few years, but um, I hope by the time I'm walking out that things have sort of changed and gotten, it has to, has to go get better. Yeah. Or I don't know who they're going to find to do it. I mean, I'm not trying to say that I don't like my job currently. It's just the fact of the matter. The number of applications that I see come in, they get, it has to improve. We're just one small district, you know, medium district in the southern part of Wayne County. I mean, there's many other districts around us that are much bigger. And you get up into Oakland and Macomb County, they're all going to take bodies. You know, they're all going to take bodies. And I don't know who's going to be doing this work, so. All right, overrated and underrated this week, and this sort of ties into you are in the business of real estate now, correct? Post education, correct. yeah. Want to give a little plug to your uh, home base or company? Yeah, or Grapevine Realty out of Wyandotte there, and uh, so I've been almost, I guess, a year now. I've been doing that uh, with also emphasis on rehab and homes. Okay, and it was it was kind of I just kind of fell into it because one of my friends was the uh, the broker. Sandy Tobin up at uh, Grapevine Realty. And she said, well, you might as well, you know, you should get your real estate license and then you can do that end of it too. And it, and it made sense to me. And then it also gives me a little bit better understanding of the home buying process in general. So nice. Hey, well, hey, I just ask uh, when you zoom during your work days, do you like stay <laughs> out like you're doing right now and kind of small part of your head? This is getting pretty funny. Well, we are a podcast, right? We're just yes, yes. I mean, I mean Spotify <laughs> hosts it as video. We don't normally, right. you know, we, but, but you'll be fine. Yes, yeah. so the Mike is <laughs> Jeff has some weird little Zoom like an auto. <laughs> What's like, going on here? <laughs> not, not, it just it just readjusted on its own. Yeah, it, like it must auto find him or something. By the right. way, that is an un, that is an unpaid promotion, Doctor Rice. We did not pass the mic. Oh, did yeah. not receive any compensation <laughs> for. <laughs> Do you remember, do you, uh, Jeff, do you remember Dr. Rice? He, he tells oh, Well, he didn't no, know. He, well, he did not know him. My, he knew him as Mr. Mentor. Rice. Yeah. Oh, my he, mentor. I know. He's Dr. He Rice. What, he, what I am today. He Well, he's a doctor now. So Okay. Dr. Rice. So, that's good. Yes. <laughs> uh, so overrated, underrated this week is the home buying process. Um, what is overrated, underrated about? And I, so I've only really, I've, I've only dealt with a realtor twice in my life, way back when I bought my first house and behind the A&W, back where you are now, Mike. And uh, and then when I sold it, even though I was buying new construction, I don't know, maybe I the real my realtor that was selling my house sort of helped me out with the the, the agency buying the house. So that, but I still remember, I still remember that first time many years ago, house shopping, the actual axe fest of house shopping, even though I built the second one. So we're gonna talk about that this week. What is the, and I'm sure Jeff is definitely the expert on this. What is overrated about that aspect of home, uh, shopping for your home? Well, you're also talking to a guy that for years bought houses in very unusual ways. For example, the one I live in now, I bought at a garage sale. So, you know, <laughs> with, with, without realtors, you know, so I, I've done it. I've done it with real. I've done it both ways over the years, but I've done a lot of for sale by owner. I also, uh, first couple houses in, when I lived in Pittsburgh were also for sale by owners because they were definitely fixer uppers. There are benefits to going both ways. For example, on both of those, I was going after a certain house. So if you have a target, 
you know, morale realtors don't want to hear me say that, but a lot of your title company will do all the work for you. Yeah. You know, so they'll, they'll make sure the process is followed. Uh, the realtor can definitely help you, first of all, with the marketing end, uh, with the obviously with the use of the MLS or so the multi-list service. And then they can also help you searching and you're searching for if you, you just say, I just want a you know, two or three bedroom and two bath and you don't know much more than that. You know, a realtor can be very, very helpful. So. All right. Mike, what do you got? Um, all right. So I was, I did a little research on this and, you know, I, I said it some months ago, this rat race of, you know, the, the American dream of home ownership. And I came across a statistic um, according to a 2022 study, 78% of homeowners have regrets about purchasing a home within the previous 12 months. Respondents cited misunderstanding the expenses related to owning the home, having too many unexpected issues arise, and dealing with too much maintenance and upkeep as points of frustration. So I'm just going the overrated aspect. I said it before, I'll say it again. Just the idea of owning a home. I know that it is the number one way of, uh, of acquiring wealth in this country, which kind of makes it sort of frightening for the next generation going forward. But just in terms of that, that idea, and again, I was just a part of this process recently. If I had, um, you know, knowing what I know now, you know, what I would do differently, that's just, the, that's the overrated aspect. And that statistic, I think, backs that up. I had to replace a garage door spring today. That was $280, the joys of home ownership. <laughs> so um, for me, the overrated aspect, of that, and it was so long ago when I bought my first house, I remember getting the, my realtor, who was Dale Krieger, the rocket man, would bring me the, the remember the old printout forums would have a couple pictures and a list bedroom. That, that, there was no online looking at homes. So you'd have to pick from those to decide which ones you wanted to go through. Your for me, the over market analysis sheet. Yes, yes. So there was, there was no Zillow or anything like that where you right. could go look at 40 some pictures. You know, you could have, right. I could have wiped out like half of what I went and looked at just with that. I mean, it's so much easier now. But for me, yeah. the overrated part and which is still a part are going and having to, and I don't know how you feel. I, I could never do your job, Jeff, because for me, those days of going to open houses, especially when people were home in the rare occurrences, it was just so <laughs> weird. It was so weird. And I'll never forget, we were in a house in Trenton and we walk in and it was not, it was not good. It was a, it was a dump. I'll, let's put it nicely. So we go to the basement and uh, our realtor starts apologizing to us and saying, how oh, this is such a dump. <laughs> but he was not, we walked out and my wife was like, he was not very quiet at all. There's no way that that woman did they not hear us. Hear. <laughs> But to me, it was just such an awkward thing. And then again, I eventually bought the house back where Mike lives and the people were there. I still remember they were, were there and we walked through it. And, you know, it eventually, you know, it, it's like anything else. It's like you find more pros than there are cons. And of course, the number, the price, obviously, it's so difficult now. Back then, there weren't five offers that were, you know, competing with each other. The market now is so crazy. But the interest rate is back to what it was. My first mortgage was 7% back there behind the NW. It's funny how all well, things come around. But well, to me, it's know, that aspect of walking around with other people, just weird. Yeah, that's it, not my favorite. And it's actually doing things the way I do it. I don't actually have, I don't do that a lot. But I will tell you on the listing side, if in going off what you just said, walking into that horror show, if you don't get a, a, a listing agent that doesn't come in 
and be brutally honest about your house, you're, you're not doing yourself any service. Now, yeah. if you decide I don't want to fix it up, I'm just selling it as it, that's fine. But you need a, an agent who comes in and is honest with you saying, this is what people are looking for. That's kind of what they do. This is what people are looking for. So if you want to get top dollar, do this, 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 and this. So if you're not getting that, you're probably not getting, uh, you know, the best uh, agent to represent you. Excellent. Do you have anything for underrated for this part of the business? Yes. Go ahead. Okay. So for me, this is something I, I never considered until the house I live in now. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that are certainly important that you go over, but I'm in a house where, um, I, you know, windows are very important and everybody knows that. Um, the air circulation, the airflow, um, you know, I have to run my air conditioner probably more in the summer than more than most. I'm pretty good about it in the winter, but the, cir the circulation doesn't work so well. And the airflow, it's something that really, when I start looking at houses, it's not something I really consider uh, for the summer. But if you don't get any kind of cross breeze, you're going to be spending a lot of money on air conditioning. I do it because I feel like I have to. I don't like being uncomfortable. I actually left. You guys know I was cutting grass today. It was out a lot longer than I planned to be, so I didn't have the air on. I walked in my house today. It was 86. Um, oh, and you had the air on? No, I didn't. I didn't. I could have had the windows open, but I don't get much circulation in this house. It's just not something that I, I look into, you know, and I've only been a part of buying a house three different times. Um, it's just not one of the things that comes up very often. What will come up is, okay, how are the windows for the winter? How is your sliding door and stuff like that to keeping the cool air out so you don't have to run your furnace as much? But for the summer, it doesn't come up as much. And I, I'm finding out now it's kind of a big deal. For me, the underrated was just, again, it's like anything else. It's the good part of like the excitement of, you know, by getting something, you know, a, a change in life is basically what it was. And I still remember from, you know, the first house, obviously the first, but going from my first house to this house and building this house, the excitement there also, and I don't know if this is still a thing, every once in a while, like a realtor would have like cookies out or something, right? Is this like still an old trick, Jeff? Do you bake cookies and yeah. put them out? Oh, on yeah. The, or is that still put, put the roast in the crock pot? Make it seem like you're coming home. Yeah, every every light in the house has to be on, right? Is that still yeah. a part of the? I, I but I remember like some houses there'd be cookies or sweets and stuff on an yep, open house. Absolutely. And, and so you know me, Mike. You knew I was going to have some food aspect with this. So yeah. that's that's every part time. of the underrated for house shopping. I don't see myself house shopping. You know, when we bought this house many years ago, it was a we had it was a sort of a level and a half, and everything is on the main floor for us. We have our master bedroom, bathroom and laundry room and the kids are upstairs and we and that's part of the reason we did it instead of the standard colonial because hey we could stay in this house for uh many years and with the way interest rates are now and stuff and even though we have a lot of room we're probably not going to be out of this house for a while so well um hey like i said if you need a house you have your man you gave he got the plug earlier in the episode jeff simon yeah. is your man to see so um in this tough market he'll find you something here down river all right, hot mic take for the week. Mike Gervasi, you were telling me something before the show. I don't know if you have something, Jeff, that you just want to get off your chest. That's what the hot mic take is. You're more okay. than welcome to put in yours later. Mike, you want to start us off? I'll go, then I'll go. And if Jeff has something, you can go. What do you got? Yeah, you sort of we hinted talked, at it earlier. Yeah, we talked about this. We hinted at it. So, I okay, so a story popped up today in, in a district around here. I can't remember which one it was, kind of around here, relatively speaking. 
uh, that was very serious in nature. Uh, so serious. A school district. A school district. Yes, it involves student safety, um, and it's a really awful story. Whether it's true or not, I'm not sure. I'm not going to share the the context of the story, but it's a horrible story. And I haven't seen it's. Not, I'm sure. I, I mean, I'm sure if I go to the free right now, it's not on the front page. Uh, I'm sure it's not on the channel four. It won't be on the channel seven news. Trenton High School um, forgot a letter in their greeting to the community. Oh, yeah. And you would have thought that this was the, they made the ultimate fatal mistake in students. I mean, it made the lead story. It was, it was on the front page of the free. Um, and it's just weird to me. And Mike, you mentioned local businesses have had this happen. You mentioned, mentioned specific ones. Um, why is it taken again? Nobody should misspell, and you don't like misspellings. And I understand the irony. That and, and in this case, let's let's be clear: it's not a misspelling; it is a overlook on a proof. Oversight. Right? People know how to spell. I mean, there's a word left. It's a typo. It's not a misspelled word. It's it's an overlook. Which, believe me, as someone that oversees proofs all the time, and ninety percent of the time, do I do I read them as much as I should? No, I want to get. I just want to get. Oh, it looks great. Move right. it on. But you're right. There are plenty of businesses, like we mentioned. I thought there's businesses that have signs that are misspelled sometimes. It, this happens. This is not like a brain surgery going wrong or something or a medical malpractice. But right. the news. And again, I'm looking. I'm on the Freep right now. The Trenton story did make it. And I'm not picking on the Freep. Please understand that this is any news outlet. But it's it, this. It's, I mean, very little has been said about it. Um, it did. I, I did see it. So obviously it made enough of a news story that I kind of glanced and, and not as big it. as this, not as not big as, as big the well. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so and, you know, and it, I, I've, I run the marquee up at Carlson and I've had inverted letters here and there <laughs> when you're typing it up, you know, and there's no spell check on these programs. Okay. It's not a, it's not, you're not using like word or Google docs. You're, you're using this native program for the sign. And I've done the infamous inverted letter and I'm in a hurry. I want to get all this stuff up. And the secretary's former secretary, Beth Wilson, used to call me all the time. And now current secretary, she, they would always call me. They'd be like, you would have thought that like I put the district in the hole by $2 million or something <laughs> by the way these people would call. You would yeah. think that major crimes have been committed and it's an inverted letter. I, so I, I'm just, and I'm looking right now, one of the sites, I'm not going to mention any names. I, I mentioned the free program. I'm not going to mention them. One of the sites does have it. The other, uh, looking, I'm on the third one now. Do not. I'm impressed that you're actually reading the free press site. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. I um, and again, I'm not saying which ones do and don't. I I, I just, it's just amazing to me that that story caught fire that much. And again, we're I'm not even blaming the media. We are the ones to blame. They only put out there what we consume. Oh yeah. Uh, so obviously, people went crazy on Downriver and Friends. Right. You would have thought they were opening a Costco. <laughs> you would have thought there'd be a big fireworks show somewhere. The way these people on Downriver and Friends acted. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, that's right. my hot, hot mic for me. I came across this story a couple weeks back. Uh, the Free Press, you know, Free Press is getting some free press <laughs> today. Uh, press? Somebody did a story, a quick little story. It was in late July. Maybe I'll put the link up on our Facebook page. The person took the time to rank. We've done this before. We've talked about how back when we bashed the Four Seasons, not the music group, but the the idea of Four Seasons of Weather in Michigan. This guy took the time, a guy or a gal, I can't remember. I think it was a guy, to rank all 12 months for the state of Michigan. 
in order of least enjoyable month to the best month in Michigan. And it wasn't all, you know, we sometimes all of our complaints are climate, but climate played a role, but also sort of like he took into account um, other things that are going on and that you can do holidays and so on and so forth. Mike, do you want to, do either you want to guess what the worst ranked month was for this guy? February. Jeff, do you got a guess? August. August. It was January. And his disclaimer with January to February, the only reason February came second to last, because it has only 28 days. And so it's sure. a little less miserable. <laughs> and that's why, which I really thought was a great way to word it. That's why January is the worst. And then what about the top month for the state of Michigan? All things, all those things combined. Mike, what's your guess? I'm going to go September. September? June. June. October. October. Oh, uh, a lot of it had that. to do um, the holiday of Halloween. The climate is, for the most part, October. I think September is better. He's still got some good warm days and cool. But he threw in, I think, the height of college football. I think, you know, there was, like I said, there's college football in there, Michigan, Michigan State, that they're the height of their season and that sort of thing. So yeah, and that's, why, the, that's why I said September because of that school starting. I think September was up there pretty high, too. I think July was second to best because of the 4th of July. August was in the back end, Jeff. It's funny you mentioned that. He's like, people are tired of the heat by that point. There's, right, you know, that's that, what that. I was thinking. So I, I, I'll post the link. It was a really cool article. I brought me back to thinking of the many of conversations we've had on uh, the miserable four seasons in Michigan, which in reality, I still think we don't really get much of a spring at all. So do you have anything hot mic-wise for us, you, Jeff? Well, you, you know, that, yeah, the take is, well, you know, we keep, we've mentioned football a couple of times and football has always been a big part of my life from playing to God now over almost coming on 40 years of coaching double start on Monday. Mm. Think about oh, yeah. that. We're already there. We got the hall of fame game tonight. Yep. yep. We're recording on a Thursday. A little bit of excitement, but there's also a little bit of weariness as I get ready to be in the, 80s and 90 degree weather for six seven hours a day but uh good time of the year uh, i always enjoy it new season new hope uh everybody's soon to, dashed, soon to be dashed by good competition <laughs> but there always is hope so yeah that is monday is the first day for all fall athletes so uh, yep. it's that time of year and like you said we're recording this on thursday night on the third, the Hall of Fame game is kicking off, so football right. is back. Although that whole that's brutal. NFL preseason games are are just. Oh, I, I read something today. This is like the preseason of the preseason games tonight. I, I thought that yeah. was well. And this new setup they have now, it, it, it's not even like remember there's the famous third game, right? That used to be the yeah. the game that was like it's almost the point now where it, 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 the liability of getting a guy hurt, you know who you're going with, and it's almost and that's why. Some of the, that's why there seems to be so many upsets too. I think in week one, it's because I, I just don't think these teams are as ready as they used to be uh, with, under this new preseason format. Which again, I have no problem with that. These players, you know, they're going to be playing 18 games in the next CBA probably. So, um, uh, anything as we are about ready to wrap up. I know we we did our Lions thing. The Pirates just had their World Series. The trade deadline happened. Um, so that was uh, you know, just like the draft didn't happen, huh? Just like the draft is Lions Super Bowl Sunday, 
uh, the NFL draft, the World Series came and went in Pittsburgh on, and half their team is some, they had a clip, the, they traded their catcher to Texas. And, you know, catching gear, he was catching in his Pirates gear in his first game down in Texas. Was he? It was oh. the it was the gray with a black and gold trim because he he didn't have anything that was available for him in Texas, so he was still, uh, you know, any baseball players that play for the Pirates should be ready to move at a moment's notice. So, um, so a couple things for me, Jeff. Not to put you on the spot, do do you have a mic? We met, we we forgot that part of the show. Do you have a mic for us to put on the wall? Uh, the hot mic? No, never mind. Um, <laughs> do you have a mic? We put mics on the wall. Um, famous mic that a famous oh. mic that if you want. Um, God, I thought of one earlier. Who did I think of? Talking. And we allow our guests. We allow our guests to do repeats, so it doesn't matter. It can be anybody, any mic, celebrity, character mics, anybody. Oh, it, anything goes. I, 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 sorry, I'm drawing a blank right now. All right, number two, if you come up with one, that's fine. I do want to, you know what? I changed my mind about something. I'm sure a little bit siren here, but uh, I'm going to give the Freep a plug. They were the, actually the one that did have that story on the front page. Too. Oh, we're back to, okay. So I wanted to give them, you know what? I, I felt like I was a little hard on them. So they did. The other news outlets did not. So, all right. Jeff, you got a mic or are we moving on here? <laughs> all right. So, Jeff, I bigger, think I'm question. Done. bigger question. Because, um, you know, unless you call in, we won't be seeing you again. I mean, until football's – certainly you might be a guest on the show again, but you won't be here till after football season, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, give me a, give us a Steelers prediction for this year. Oh, I, 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 I'm pretty reserved when it comes to my Steelers. I keep it close to the belt. But uh, I expect big things – I expect big things every year. With except for uh, Coach Tomlin's game time decisions, I'm a true blue Steeler fan. You Steeler fans, man. Is <laughs> I was, I talked in last week's episode, and we talked I, a lot of this. I always think that whenever the Steelers are hyped up, that's when they have their worst seasons, which, yeah. again, we're going to sound awful. Worst seasons for the Steelers are like nine and eight. And you know, okay, all the, so all, most of the Super Bowl years, they do horrible in preseason. Yeah. So that's yep. always, uh, that's so I, I look for that i look for them not being and so this year they're being hyped up again quite a bit you know obviously everyone's picking cincinnati that was pre-joe burrow injury which i don't ever cheer on an injury but that's going to impact them a little bit if he's out for any considerable time but i'm right. like i'm a little worried because i see cincinnati picked up top and then a lot of pool i see pittsburgh 11 and 5 and i'm just like oh man because that's a tough conference it's a tough that afc north well they're played. talking about that 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 conference is already that division just being brutal you could have yeah Four teams with ten wins. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's why I'm just I am reserved. I think I of all years, I think Tomlin's winning season streak. It's in its most risk, not because they're bad, but just because it's such a tough, yeah. it's such a tough, touch a such a tough division. So it's not like the AFC, games. not like the AFC East days that Brady feasted on for right. years and plugged his padded his resume with. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then then funny he goes to the NFC South when they're miserable. And wins one last championship. So, yeah, but that's go. it. Um, I want to thank Jeff. Thank you for taking the time to join us. It was good to see you again. Well, thanks for uh, the invite. Get, get that coach's whistle ready, um, Mike. Yeah. I got I got my coach's whistle, and I got my clipboard ready for uh, cross country season on uh, 
on Monday. We'll be on Grozeal if they let us across, if they let us across on, what is that, the 18th, the 19th? What did we say, Mike? We plugged it Saturday the... I think it would be the 19th, 19th. Saturday the 19th for the Simpsonian run. Sims run, yeah. Yes, you're still questionable, Mike, or what's your status? My kids are running. Um, I'm leaning no. You're leaning no. So that we're, we're, we're you know, doubtful, I think, is the uh, term. Doubtful is the term, but Wise Owl Music and uh, the Dumb Raps and a joint DJ production will be playing music that day. So, Jeff, oh. you're around. Come on, head, come on down to the school. Come on down and uh, uh, we'll, 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 we'll play a request that you have. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody, thanks for joining us. We will see you next week.